0: Pop. Is December 3rd, 2023? Oh my god, the year's almost over, but it's gigantic pop. Here we are. Me, Glenn, with Matt Morgan, Raj Giri, talking about some pop cultures, the world of pro wrestling, and lots more. Guys, we did this so many times last weekend that it's it feels like I'm on vacation just doing it this week on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I will warn you guys, you'll hear my son in the background a little bit dribbling his ball here and there. I apologize if you guys do hear, but just point out to the upgrade of Matt Morgan's podcast equipment with a beautiful <laughs> microphone from my friend Raj, our office. I'm doing this now and in, and not the truck anymore.
0: Yeah, although I, m- I missed the truck because your neighbors would make cameos. It was great. Um, and hey, before we go any further, I got to give a big thank you to everybody out there. So in case you hadn't noticed, um, we're up over a thousand subscribers. We've had some views that have gotten close to 10,000 views. Like the word is getting out there that we're back together and doing this. When we started at first, we were like, oh, nobody really knows we're doing this. It's just a select few, but now um, thank you all for helping make this happen.
1: Yeah, thank you all incredibly much. Continue to share uh, uh, these these uh, links when you see us posted it on social media. Tell your friends, uh, go in your chat rooms, your wrestling chat rooms that you're in, whatever. Share the link as much as you can so we can continue to increase our subscribers. Obviously, the more subscribers we have, the more... Uh, breaking K vape stories i will share with you all about- <laughs> right. we're,
2: we're, we're, we're gonna have some today but yeah please like and, and subscribe it does help us out immensely with the youtube algorithm and for a, a young channel like ours it, it means a lot so yes anything and you guys can do we really appreciate it thank
0: you a milestone peter bahi for the first time in gigantic pop history we have our first super chat
2: hey hey
1: How peter for two dollars appropriate though is it peter
0: yeah saying <laughs> super chat is alive thank you all for making this happen seriously like launching an independent youtube channel in the year 2023 it's like well we're like 15 years late to the party but okay. um yeah you guys are the reason why we're doing this and yeah uh, and
2: it's all it's all like 20 year olds too with the youtube channels they're like you know smash that like button and smash that subscribe yes. button we, we don't really do that but uh so it, it is it is great that we're still gaining traction even though we're uh, we're a few old men. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> so old. You know, I was watching uh the first Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. last night and like Danny Glover Is that a Christmas
2: movie?
1: You know, that, you we're know, talking about Die Hard. No. Uh
0: Danny Glover <laughs> is 50 in that. Now, he was actually 40 when he did it, but, but Murtaugh is uh is supposed to be 50 and I was like, "We're getting pretty close, guys."
2: Yeah. Yeah. One of my you know that uh, a few weeks ago, when I had that goatee with the the middle m- missing, a friend of mine he had just turned fifty, and uh, a close friend, and that was the first fiftieth birthday I've been to. So, and then another f- friend turned fifty, and we went to Mexico. So, all my friends are turning fifty, and and I'm I'm coming up here, sh- you know, shortly, just a couple years. <clears throat> Sucks.
0: Bigfoot sneakerhead four ninety nine saying hope all's well. How you doing, my Raj Glenn and my homie Matt? Good to see you, sir. <laughs>
2: And that's awesome. Our first two super chats are from, you know, longtime friends of, yes. you know of, of this show, of the previous show that we were on. So really appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, this week, CM Punk, the story, the movement, the phenomenon, hotter than he's ever been. Details coming out. Raj, what's what's the latest we're hearing about all this CM Punk news?
2: Uh, well, apparently there was a uh, Fightful reported that there was a disciplinary committee. And <laughs> and Brian Danielson was one of the main uh, players on this committee. And so uh, he was kind of instrumental in, in CM Punk getting fired. So that came out this week. I think some people were like, why? Oh, the timing seems weird. Like, why are they leaking uh, or confirming the story this week? Uh, I'm not Fightful, but AEW in general. I-
1: so, oh, go ahead, yeah. Matt. Can can I share why I think? um mm-hmm. Because Tony went on Twitter, and boy, was that a mistake! Because he went on Twitter the same week that CM Punk debuted, and he got absolutely pulverized in the comment section of CM Punk news. um My opinion, and it's not my opinion, but this is what others that are wrestlers—I'll just put it to you that way—have have shared with me via text message is that they feel like that he, um, Brian, uh, sorry, Daniel. We always call him daniel brian danielson it's <laughs> just uh the vibe is you know st- st- trying to take the heat off tony a little bit mm. yeah. and, and you can say what you want about like friggin', you know this this uh board that they have this disciplinary board and uh it's, it's made up of two attorneys and one wrestler the one wrestler is uh daniel Bryant, but brian danielson i promise i'll get this right um because he's so res- but he's so respected so it's like Part of me feel he's such a good guy. He's such a great human being that like does not really make fun of here except he's being a good company guy, and in my opinion, t- t- taking the heat off of Tony because I, I do think Tony is incredibly reactionary hmm. to what fans say to him on Twitter. I-, I mean, it's just one, it's just one medium on how to get feedback from fans, and it's a good, it's a, it's a good one. Don't get me wrong, but the best medium is people buying tickets to your show. That's the best medium to determine if you're doing well. Don't worry about these stupid com- people making snarky comments to you. You're the owner of the company, brother. Act like it. Don't, you know what I mean? You can't get all, you know, uh, hurt feelings and thin skin over this kind of stuff, especially going to be the owner of that company. And the shots you guys have fired, let's be real, um, at WWE, especially Vince. Um, not that he doesn't have them coming, by the way. <laughs> he does. But, um, you know what I mean? So, so. Yeah. so you- skin about this you got to be able to take it and uh i will say this if you do create that kind of disciplinarian board, and you have to have a wrestler inserted into it who better than you know brian danielson again i cannot tell you guys how friggin respected he is he, he just is he's a great human being smart well, guy
2: fair you know him and punk were friends and so he, super he, tight and, yeah so it couldn't have been an easy decision but he no. did what he felt was best for the company so
1: Yep. And he um,
0: tweeted, um, not in regards to punk, but people are assuming this is thought, in regards
1: to punk. I, I thought it was.
0: Yeah, yes. It said, My dad always told me the right thing is often the hardest thing to do. It won't always make the most money, it won't always be the most popular, but it's still the right thing. Hashtag AEW in a heart emoji.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sure, yeah, that I, is clearly I, I, about that. I, I thought it was too. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm, we're not mind readers, right? We can only speculate and try to get it right the best we can. But uh, I, I did feel that's what that was. Yeah.
0: It's interesting though, because I mean, given the character that Brian has played throughout yeah. his career, um, I mean, he is that person, right? Even when he was doing yeah. the Earth's Champion in WWE, like, yes. not that far <laughs> from uh, the guy he is off camera as he is he on. Yes. I think he just turns it up more. But it's it's interesting because I've seen I've seen it go both ways with this, where it's like, well. You know if you're gonna have somebody matt to your point that can be the moral and ethical compass mm-hmm. like he's going to be more the letter than spirit perhaps of this and hold things to a very high standard where um you know it'll be interesting what this means for jungle boy you know if Jack Perry ends up coming back you know or or maybe he was really you he know was- port-
1: yeah, he was suspended. He was suspended.
0: Yeah, no, I know he was. But I'm saying it'll be interesting to see, like, the, the consequence of it. It's also interesting um, – I don't know. I mean, with Punk, it's it's – the more I think about this, I mean, he definitely added fuel to the fire. But if you look at the elite's behavior – Jack Perry's behavior, like no, even Tony
2: Khan's behavior, no one has their hands clean in this entire thing. Even Hangman Page, you know, when people yeah. are like, oh, Punk called out Hangman unprovoked. It's like, no, I mean, Hangman clearly knew what he was doing when he did that promo about workers' rights and knowing yeah. that had to do with Colt Cabana. When Colt Cabana wasn't fired, he was still with the company. Um, so, yeah, it's just unfortunate that it wasn't nipped in the bud then. You know it, who knows how different things could have been if, if it got nipped in the bud way back then but
1: that's we'll never that's, know that's 100 percent right it's yeah. such a that was they left to say they left money on the table is an understatement of the year yeah they had money on the table twice like yeah. a gift a gift and i mean they blew it both times i mean
2: when you look at the the dream matches that they could have done when punk came in like punk versus omega and punk yeah. versus cody which we'll probably get which we might get in wwe <laughs> speaking yeah. of which we got to talk <laughs> about that um but yeah yeah there was a lot of you know money left on the table and I think Tony sometimes when he he doesn't want to do big matches on TV that often but mm. but and but now that they got monthly pay-per-views maybe this will change but by always holding them off on pay-per-views you've lost out on a lot of big matches you never got Cody versus Omega you never you know there were just so many big matches that they never got to um and you know, hopefully now with the monthly pay-per-views, they'll get there.
0: Yeah. But uh, the AEW locker room is now on notice that disciplined Daddy Brian Danielson is out he's there kept... to enforce.
2: <laughs> he's watching you. So, <laughs> well, so he's was... kind of like... That was the undertaker for you guys, right, Matt?
1: Yeah, so so let me ask you guys a question. This isn't new. Like, this is something that got put together after the fall brawl, or whatever the hell it was. Fall fallout, brawl out, whatever they call yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. When they had to fight with the young bucks um after that was done that's when they started this disciplinary board correct yeah, yeah okay so so. so so yes to answer your question raj um and i was going to say this in a different form but you're right yeah undertaker jbl um our veterans were our locker room leaders right And they handle it our own stuff whether it's wrestler's court or whether it's them pulling you to the side or whether it's them embarrassing in front of the whole locker room one of the three um but uh there was this you were nervous you know we always used to hear it back in the day when i was wrestling there you always heard about talents walking on eggshells and things like that it wasn't just walking on eggshells because of your like your spot or where you're at on the show or your character or what what are they going to do with you in the future it wasn't just that kind of eggshell walking it was the eggshell walking of you know pissing the veterans off by accident um Hmm. You know, doing something, you know, like Miz did. Something as innocent as eating in the locker room. And by God forbid, you know, dropping a piece of chicken by accident. You know, like a crumb of chip, chicken on Chris Benoit's bag. And then they gets kicked out of the locker room for it. <clears throat> I've seen crazy things like that. Muhammad Hassan, I watched him get absolutely eviscerated. Um, when, Anyways, m- millions of different times. But my point is, I always saw it as two ways. One, a way to be bullies, in my opinion, mm-hmm. at times. The other time... The other part of it, the other half, I'd say rather, it's, it's also I see it as a way as that that, that guiding force, uh, the, the, these these bumper rails, so to speak, to stay moving forward in a straight line versus you know what's going to happen if you act like this or yeah. if you say this. This is what's going to happen. So because of that, you knew there was repercussions if you did something like that. So the fear of those repercussions kept a lot of people on the straight and narrow. I'm not going to lie. So I wonder this, Glenn. Yeah. When they started up, like I just assumed that would be Jericho. I just assumed that would be a Christian Cage, even though he's not very loud guy. He's very to himself. Um, I just assumed it would be like the veterans that came in Mm -hmm. through WWE, especially Chris, because Chris is definitely a leader in the locker room, even in WWE, he was. So I just assumed that he would have it set that way. But I think with, you know, wrestlers being, you know, the VPs, uh, EVPs, um and things like that i do think that skews it a little bit yeah but, you know what i mean
0: well and i think okay so with aew and i want to get back to wwe and this wrestlers court idea in a, in a moment but with aew I, I looking back and just even thinking about you know uh matt Kuhn and i podcast together uh friday night we covered smackdown over on the other channel and um we were talking about the original double or nothing and i know people that were backstage raj we were there in vegas and we met people. One guy that we were like uh, gambling with and hanging out with was like, oh, I helped somebody carry something backstage. Next thing you know, I'm part of the backstage crew. Cody came up and shook everybody's hand. It was like, we're going to do things differently here. We're going to be a family. Cody had his idea of what AEW should be like backstage. Jericho had his idea. The Bucks had their idea. Omega had his idea. And then Tony Khan was just sort of in the center of it. Um, I think that's the, the problem with the backstage culture is it's almost a case of too many cooks, and because it was new, it was a chance for everyone to push this reset button in a different way where there were no set rules. Because you might have had Cody be like, you know, I always thought this was bullshit in WWE, yeah. and the Bucks were like, Well, this is how it is at indie shows, this is how we want to be. Jericho's the old man. Being like, Well, back in my day. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so what I want to ask you though about WWE and uh Wrestler's Court. Was this very much trial by fire that you just learned? It wasn't like you see in every uh, movie set in a prison, somebody comes in, someone pulls you aside. It's like, okay, first thing, don't take anybody from anything because then you're in debt to them. Like nobody laid out the rules to you backstage and was like, this is how you yes. stay out of trouble.
1: Some, so, yeah, yes, they, some would, some okay. veterans would, some some veterans that were cool would definitely do that. Yeah. Um, make sure you shake everybody's hand today. Like things like that. Um, yeah. Believe it or not, Brock. Brock was very my first time on SmackDown or being pulled up to television for that matter. He pulled me aside and he's like, Anything you need at all, just come to me. He goes, Don't hesitate. He goes, Danny Davis told me a lot of good things about you. And uh we're happy to we're happy to have you up here. Um, and so I could ask him certain questions, but here's the difference: I wasn't Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Right. So there's certain things that Brock could get away with, like getting sometimes coming late to the shows when I would ride with him. Sometimes we would be late and I'm going to one who's going to get the heat for it. Not him. He was a world champion at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, little things like that. But then you had other veterans like JBL. JBL gets a bad rap sometimes of being a bully and things like that. But I saw him no different than I saw him. At, I saw the guy that was playing in front of me on my college basketball team my freshman year. He was better. Ba- he was slightly better than me. Right. But I was getting better and better. Eventually, we ended up getting to a fight in the locker room. All right. We just did because we were constantly being physical with each other out in practice and going at each other's throats. And finally, we had it out in the locker room, hashed it out. He ended up being one of my best friends still to this day. Yeah. Um, once we had that fight out. So my point with, like, with JBL is like, I remember thinking like when I was playing college sports, I was in way worse scenarios where you'd have a beef with somebody, you could handle it, shake hands, and move on. And the team captains would come and make you guys shake hands. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it had that level of policing, if for lack of a better word. Um, in WWE, we did have that. JBL would pull me aside sometimes. They'd be like, dude, you're doing stuff like this. This is what's going to happen. You know, be smart. You know, do you really want to be walking in, tw- you know, 12 minutes late, 10 minutes late? You're not Brock. You know, like he'd be smart things like that, he would say. Yeah. Um, but he'd also be the one to crack the whip when us newcomers would do something wrong.
0: Right? Did you ever have to go in front of Taker and have him preside over a, a grievance? I was just thank,
2: about to ask that.
1: <laughs> thank God, no. Thank God, no. But I probably had a few, like, meaningless ones that, no, I can't even think of anything. Not that I was perfect, but I can't think of anything I did that would warrant having to go to wrestler's court.
2: Did you ever watch a, a wrestler's court? Was it because it yes. wasn't done in front of everybody, right? Or was it?
1: Oh, yeah. We'd <laughs> go off to yo, know, yeah, we'd go off to a different uh, a room where uh, where just the talent would be there. Nobody would be allowed to be in there. Like every once in a while, like um, Bruiser, like, one of the, like Bruiser, whoever I forget who it was, somebody from the office would try to, you know, get their way in there and act like they're part of the boys. And they no, get out, <laughs> get out. And uh, yeah, it, it could be comical, but it could also be really mean.
0: What yeah, were the man. punishments handed down when somebody was?
1: Wow. was the same by Taker Jack um yeah. <laughs> by JBL uh and, and uh, Ron Simmons whatever their favorite you know drink was it, 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 remember it was all because whatever you did has come to a head and everyone's talking about it and it's rubbed a lot of vets the wrong way so once they get in there it becomes more of like a a funny thing while at the same time you know letting you know hey dude like, get your ish together here come on i thought it was more funny than it was mean the ones i saw
0: yeah it's weird to think about i mean just as an idea because people talk about it still and it just it seems so ridiculous but when you're in a when you're in this organization there's no union there's no hr
1: who has a whole another conversation that i could eat up the entire (laughs) day on when it comes (laughs) to union stuff with us not having that, which is yeah, BS. We should do that one day. Yeah, so like, so
0: you're so you're left with yeah, Taker, JBL, and apparently you could just <laughs>
1: so. <laughs> well, listen, hear me out though. Yeah, I will guarantee you one thing: that stuff with Punk would not have happened. Yeah, it would not have happened. Even even up to the beginning when he's in the press conference, Vince McMahon would stomp on his foot under that table or just cut his mic off. Right yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. No way would that happen.
0: Yeah. So to that point, just quickly, I mean, I know you have a communications degree. You've you worked in, in that field, and you definitely, as you've talked about here, did a lot of that work with impact um and doing advanced work for TNA, uh, doing shows and whatnot. But did WWE, because I've always wondered this, do they actually did they put talent through media training, even basic sit with a PR person like this is how you answer a question, this is what you don't say, so you deflect? They Today yeah.
1: they do. Back in the day, they did not.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy i think they would just turn people out there doing media that like had no clue how to uh
1: present themselves. When you say it that way, yeah, you're right, but that's why there's only a select few yeah. that would do it. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: You didn't really see as much media covering wrestling back then. You didn't, you know, like right. now you have all the major media, you know, running wrestling articles, but back then you didn't really have it that much. Yeah. And they wouldn't talk to the wrestling sites, you know, so yeah. uh, like WWE refused. I mean, it wasn't until the late late twenty. Well, no, WWE actually, they started opening it up to us probably like 2008-ish, I would say.
0: Yeah, but, but uh, look at the access, though. When we were at Wink, it was... It oh, was- yeah rare that we would get anybody and usually they had something else to promote i mean go back and watch our heath slater interview where he's afraid to say anything about <laughs> wwe yeah. um aew changed that though wrestling inc fightful all those sites never got wwe interviews until aew started making talent available
2: mm-hmm. yeah That's,
1: That's, yeah it, for I sure didn't that. i didn't
2: know
0: yeah. that yeah I mean, it was a huge change. Go back. Watch any of those press conferences after like the day after Survivor Series. One, it's funny because you see a lot of people we know. I mean, you see Isa yeah. there standing Issa. up and asking questions.
1: I popped huge. I, I, said, yeah. Was it. I was like, hey. uh,
0: Yeah. The weird guy from Wrestling Inc. UK who was scammed his way in somehow. He's not really from Wrestling Inc. UK. That's what he said he was from at uh, a press conference.
1: Right. <laughs> I remember that. He said res- I know he said Wrestling Inc. though.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and Hausman at the time was there. So Hausman's like, what the, like you can hear Hausman like muttering, like what the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so weird. Um, yeah, but uh, it's interesting. So the big mystery left in AEW is this devil business. Yes. Who's your, Who are your predictions?
1: So, I mean, I do think we should talk about it a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, the Britt Baker comments on yeah. Twitter. Um, you know what? we're in a day in HA. i wish we had twitter when i was at wwe or things you know what i mean something similar because we yeah. didn't we had freaking, What would we have facebook not even
0: towers maybe mass space yeah my space
1: 2002 you know yeah. so um but because she put it okay so she put a comment up on twitter about you know uh mjf's live promo time christian cage's live promo time yeah it's like seven and
2: ten minutes on that episode
1: okay. last week and how hers was 0.00 mm-hmm. for the whole year. I was surprised. It's just
2: crazy. That.
1: But with that said, um, MJF, no offense to any other talent. He's my favorite wrestler. I'm just going to put it out there. It's great. Um, he can so. do the full two hours of promos as far as I'm concerned. For the whole show, for the whole two hours of AEW, I'd be perfectly cool with just listening to uh, him cut promos in ring. Because he's that yeah. good. Um, but like the rest of the talents that are getting more time, she's a fantastic talker, she knows how to get heat. She's a great heel when it's time for her to be a heel. She's also a good baby face, yeah. Um, she, in my opinion, she's like the first female in that company that got over that got themselves over. She was the first female signee. Um, she's a big deal to that, to that company, even though they're very young. That company, she's a very incredibly important part. Punk hit the on the head from day one, saying that she's you know. She's one of the pillars. Um, but with, again, that said, I got to say that I point this out is, is that the best way to do it? Is it to voice it on Twitter? I don't mm-hmm. know because I'm not wrestling anymore. Right. I, I can only I just know that you if you have a problem, you go right to the horse's mouth. You go right to Vince or in this yeah. case, you go right to Tony um, and you hash it out and say, hey, look, what do I got to do? Um, I, I, did I do something wrong? And he's not going to say yes, because I know what the excuse, not the excuse, but the the answer is. The answer is they have too many damn talents on that roster. Yeah, Way too many with not enough time. So she has cut promos. They just haven't been live. They've been backstage pre-tapes. She has had the mic, just not live. So it went completely viral, her comments. So what I'm thinking is to answer your your devil questions, I think it's her. I Mm -hmm. definitely think it's her. I do think her and Adam Cole are going to do something here to MJF when Adam Cole is no longer injured or something along those lines be cool
2: yeah to uh David Mack's point they were in Pittsburgh and Brit got no TV time which is the first time that's happened oh. I don't think they're going to overlook her like that I think this is part of the angle I agree <laughs> with you I, th- I think it's Britt and Adam Cole in cahoots yeah. and it's awesome. Britt for now and then the question is going to be is Adam Cole going to join her when he comes back and you so, know we will find out then I think he does
1: I, I think it'd be incredible what a great even if you can predict it I don't care it's a mm-hmm. good kind of prediction if it happens yeah do uh, you know what I mean so so like real quick a lot of people put down AW because their storylines I don't good storylines that's going to be a good storyline I'll also argue the MJF um uh tag team scenario before obviously he got hurt was good TV um <clears throat> Christian Cage and Adam Copeland right now is a very good story Mm-hmm. Um, so i mean there are glimpses of good storytelling going on and i hope they i hope they continue it and I, I hope they have it with the other talents of that company the younger ones specifically and ratings were up this past week <clears throat>
2: good. well well aews it, it, a lot of it was the nba wasn't on against them they were against college basketball but they're they're basically in that range that you know mid to high 800 you know thousand viewers you know what's 0. the number they do two six to about- uh so, so they did like i i i don't have the exact number but it was i think it was like eight hundred and eighty thousand. Yeah. L- let me uh look it up actually so i can give um an so exact bad, number bad when, I was
1: but, t- when i was with tna raj we did like 1.1 1.2 for like a good year year and a half mm-hmm. um right 2008 maybe 2009 um what what so what would you say aw aw is, is okay 1. so this is it 1.0 is it 1.2
2: how that translates to a rating Uh, yeah because it's
0: just share versus um versus actual viewership of people but uh it's it's been down but the friendly thing is though matt even if you look in the last 15 years the evolution of tv ratings i mean stuff that would have gotten canceled 15 years ago now is like nbc's biggest hit You know, uh, if something does two or three million on a weekly basis, like, that's huge. I mean, you go back in the 80s, and I know we talked about a lot of old 80s sitcoms. um, There's stuff that, like, didn't even last, you know, eight episodes. They were like, oh, it did, you know, 15 million viewers, but it was on after Family Ties. So it was expected to do at least 20, and it got canceled. I mean, it's a very fragmented time right now. So for whatever AEW is doing, I mean, it's, it's, you know, good enough. Supposedly Warner Brothers is happy, but Raj, do you have the number?
2: No, I I I'd, I'd have to do the math. It's it's probably like a 0. 0.7 I guess, 0. 0.8, something, mm. you know, in that range overall. Um, the eight, so real quick, the actual number was 858,000 with a 0. 0.29 18 to 49 rating. So again, they're in the range. Uh, Raw obviously did their their best number during football season in years with CM
1: Punk's return. So so uh, all right, let me ask a question. What when did it when did this shift happen? Where all of a sudden, we when, when we checked our ratings every fifteen minute quarter hour, uh, mm-hmm. we all of us wrestlers would read, we would want to check it and we want to know what we did. And yes, we'd want to know where we were in the demo, obviously. But that right. was not the headline. The headline of our rating was the actual rating. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, the key demo. Right. This was the number. That was not the headline. That was a subheading. Well, so why is that reversed yeah. today in today's wrestling? The demo—it's actually been there for a while, but
2: in wrestling, it really started when AEW started because that was the number that Tony really would would bring up. You know, like this is the number that matters. This is—that's great that that's he's
1: bringing from. it up. Why did mm-hmm. all the wrestling journalists and everybody that covers pro wrestling? Why did they then change that?
0: Because they're all in Tony Khan's pocket. That's why. <laughs> now um, do <laughs> you understand? What but seriously,
1: I mean, uh, yeah. you know, I
2: uh, yeah. like. You know, Dave uh, Meltzer, before AEW started, he would always talk about viewers and not not the demo rating. So, yes, um, I remember. Oh, I remember. Yeah. 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 So, I, I you know, I discussed both. Uh, I mean, obviously, the demo rating is obviously important, of but it, it doesn't mean squat if you don't actually get no. improved ad rates. So, mm. um, well, but and,
0: the demo rating is what dictates the ad rates. I mean, to at an extent.
2: It. But wrestling, well, like, look, SmackDown's getting, you know, Fox didn't renew SmackDown. You know, they Yeah, but the demo's the also push.
0: old. I mean,
2: no, they, SmackDown wins the night in the demo every week almost.
0: But isn't the average WWE
2: viewer like 50? But that's younger than all the other shows on Friday night. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so let me point something out. Yeah. If fans at home watching as well. I, I'll never understand that sort of life of me. If I really like a show where I really like a story, like a non wrestling show, a TV show, Seinfeld, whatever, have you. Do you really think when I'm talking to my friends about Seinfeld, I'm like, yeah. And by the way, it did a 4.5 last night. Yeah. yeah." No, no, I've never done that. Neither of you. Neither of anybody. No, you have not. Okay, here's what I do
0: it on. Here's what I do it on. Because there's a difference in TV shows, Matt. See,
1: you, uh, once you. Your favorite show. You're not listening to me. Your favorite show that you love watching. OK, when you discuss it with your friends, you're not discussing whether it's a good show or not predicated on the rating it gets. Oh, no, no. About it being a yeah. good show because of why it entertains you. Why yeah. can't wrestling fans do the same today? I don't understand that.
2: It goes back to the Monday Night Wars. And that's when, you know, that's when fans really started keeping track of ratings. So if, you know, if I like
1: wrestler, let me say yeah. if MJF's stuff was bombing, for instance. Right. There was like decreasing. Let's pretend whenever he comes yeah. on the TV screen, I still would say that's my favorite wrestler. That's my yeah. favorite guy to watch. I don't give a crap what the rating is. I'm entertained as hell by him, so I'm going to keep watching him.
2: Yeah, I think it's more than just the competition between, you know, two companies. Because after the Monday Night Wars, people really stopped caring about ratings online. You know, you, it would still be posted in the newsletter and everything and until TNA came. And then once TNA came, then people started caring again because you wanted to see how it was faring compared to what WWE was doing and, and if they're, you know, if they're growing and everything. What and I'm now, saying, again, with AEW... And you know, but to your point, Matt, the only reason that people care, no one, no one talks about it with their other friends unless they're talking to other wrestling fans.
1: That's what I mean. So even like when I'm on Twitter, if I if I'm a wrestling fan and I go on Twitter, like like I'll see it whether like you know um, WWE did a blah 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 this week. Um, If you're entertained by it, I just don't like. I don't care what the rating is. I don't care at all as a fan of a show what the rating is. I just care if I'm being entertained by it or not. I'm not going to like it better somehow magically overnight if it's a show I don't like, but somehow the ratings are going up. Oh, you know what? I'm going to watch it. No, it's, it's a uh, symptom
0: of the smart Mark phenomenon, which is the bubble that we're all in because think about the people that you follow on Twitter. Think about the people that we interact with on Twitter, people that talk, don't just watch wrestling. Like, I mean, even here on this podcast, we talk about it so much. And a lot of fans feel like they're an insider because they're like, well, you know, AEW is really up in the demo, and MJF's popping these segments, and WWE had the most social moment. It, like, and the, here's here's where the snake is eating its own tail. Though now, when right. WWE, because they want to brag about everything, they're like, CM right. Punk is the most social engagement we've like. Who who would have even understood that? You know, it's it's like this is where the industry has got its head up its own ass and is like in love with the smell of its own funk a little yeah. too much, um, because. because-
2: <laughs> well, I got—I gotta say, like I've always followed ratings business. Yes, you know, but with, that's with streaming
0: what you bought your house. Raj. Is, that's
1: your, yeah, it's your business to do it. I'm talking about yeah, as a yeah. fan watching television, not Raj yeah. Gurry from you know, yeah, a wrestling journalist. I'm talking about you know you watching your normal TV shows. You're not talking about the ratings with your friends.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Um, it is, and here's where it's a weird phenomenon, though, Matt. Because okay. I was gonna say so where I've experienced this it's on shows that don't get a lot of viewers that are always in danger of being canceled. Like go on the subreddit for like the new Quantum Leap and everyone's like, oh, since the move time slots, it's really up in the rating. This is the rating this week. Like fans talk about that because we're, we're kind of also ambassadors, right? Like we meet online in these forums to know how the show's doing. And then it's like, oh, I'm gonna go on social media and tell everybody how good the show is. It's almost like um, in music, there's this phenomenon of the street team. Which was like, you would have fans that would, if you were banned, they would go put up your flyers, they would pass out samplers, they would do all that stuff. It's, But the reason why it's funny that wrestling does this is I've only seen this phenomenon in TV where it shows like the X-Files, which for a long time was in danger of being canceled every season because people weren't watching it the first few years. You know, so it's weird. It's almost like.
2: um, People online follow readings, but not in real life.
0: Yeah. What I'm saying, though, is it's weird that they do it so much because it is a little bit like it's, it's part of that tribalistic nature. It's just a strange phenomenon, um, especially because the numbers now are just so... I, I mean, Matt, I looked it up I, when you were on... I'm sorry. Oh, I was just sorry gonna go say Matt, when you were on American Gladiators, by the way, that was doing over 10 million viewers an episode. What?
2: Yeah, yeah oh, By the way, Matt, NBC. have you Ooh. watched that American Gladiators uh, documentary on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yes, I did. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Re- uh, in the covered, middle. They only the covered the guys from the 80s. I know. Like, yeah. Hopefully they'll they should, come out with another which, season. Which, which, the, well, no, they should, though. They're, they're, you know, the OGs. Yeah.
0: But no, dude, I mean, like, yeah, in theory, that's, I mean, it's, I know we talk about the when Hogan signed with TNA, but it's like, yeah, gladiators, dude, that's the biggest audience you've ever had. Yeah. I
2: have no idea. I swear to God. That's yeah. Insane. It's crazy. I know we don't talk about, well, I have talked about ratings with friends before, but do you ever talk about box office, especially like back in the day? Like this movie made a billion dollars. Yeah, when and, you know.
0: Batman opened, I remember <laughs> it was like at the time it was the biggest opening ever. I mean, but again, it's not always a great thing. Like right now, all Marvel fans are like, oh, my God, the Marvels is like the lowest grossing Marvel movie ever. Right. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? It, it is. It is. It, it's It's become. You know what? I hear. OK, here, here. I got it. I got it. Culture has shifted so far to being nerdy that now talking about ratings and box office, that's the new hyper nerd culture, because it is mainstream now to talk about the other stuff that people would have made fun of us for talking about back in the 80s and 90s. Right.
2: Well, I feel like people may, when they talk about box office, maybe not necessarily saying, oh, this movie made 120 million. But like, to your point, Glenn, you do hear in, you know, everyday conversation, you'll hear people say, oh, that movie bombed or that movie was gigantic (laughs) or, you know, Right. Everybody wants me kidding? like an insider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's you know part like of we
2: do. We, we know, right. like, uh, you know, Avatar was one of the biggest movies of all time. You know, Titanic was gigantic.
1: But what I was going to say is, like, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't dictate whether I'm going to watch something or not. I don't yeah. get a, a Woodrow over the fact that uh, the, my favorite show has great ratings. It's not going to make me like it more. Or less. Sure, but uh, you but I will
2: try something out if I hear it's do- like you? like Yellowstone. Like gonna, I, I yeah. started that because it was okay, fantastic
1: Do you yeah. think I? You would you care at all what those ratings were? at all except for the fact look, what glenn said earlier unless it's going to affect it being canceling or something like canceled like that that's the only okay. reason i would care at all yeah as far as me watching it or not i don't care what the rating is i care right. if i'm being entertained or not
0: but here's a, right. a flip yeah. side though with tv okay so like my wife and i uh as i mentioned over thanksgiving watch season one of reacher season two of reacher hits amazon in a week
1: right. yeah.
0: it already got renewed for season three we're I, like i was happy to share that news because it's like okay we could feel good about getting invested in this show because it's not going
1: away anytime soon that's different yeah, okay. that, that that's that that's the exact thing I was just saying. If yeah. Shows in danger are being canceled, of course, to NIB. Yeah, because I don't want my favorite show to be canceled. I, yeah. I went but ratings tanked and show canceled. Peter Bahi, two dollars super chat. I loved heels, but ratings <laughs> tanked and show canceled. I did like it too. I just thought I liked it because mm. I was a wrestler. Maybe, mm. maybe. did I? Did I? did i kind of like not look at the acting in it as like i probably would with other movies or shows just because it was wrestling I, you know mm. what i mean uh, really
2: i thought the acting was pretty good you didn't think so
1: anyway. i don't know if i could that's why i'm that's what i'm contemplating did yeah. i even care because they were right. talking about wrestling and he's fantastic uh, Stephen
0: Mel, oh, big fan yeah although he kind of probably didn't do himself any favors with the talk about the sag strike the comments he made during yes. that uh, yeah. that what, probably- are, what did he say I think something about the fact, like he was frustrated that the actors were on strike because it meant he couldn't promote the show. He couldn't do this and that. Like yeah. he kind of had some comments that were construed as going against his union, yeah. which, you know, yeah. that never uh, that never goes great for people. Um, but, okay, yeah. I will say one thing. Okay, Matt, this is super nerdy. Because the buzz before the Marvels opened said this yeah. is tracking to be bad. I told my I told my wife, I'm like, we need to go see this yeah. opening night. Because we, we, we want to support it, you yeah.
1: know. That per- I, I'm not judging. I'm just yeah. saying why, why? When did when did it start? I know when it started, but but I, I can see why wrestling fans would use it to back up their point on the how. the yeah. it's objective business wrestling, and it's objective. Who your favorite wrestler? Wrestler is right. So by me saying MJF MJ is my favorite wrestler in today's day and age of pro wrestling, and say, well, look at the numbers. I can back it up with. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And make my point that way. But mm-hmm. as far as, what I want to watch and be entertained, but I don't a about you know what what the rating is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember. Okay, so I got made me
1: like it more. I right? got so, in a fight uh, in junior high
0: over the X Men, and we were talking about characters, and I had a friend that really liked Wolverine. He was like, well, Wolverine's so popular. Wolverine's in every book. And I'm like, Wolverine is so overplayed. I'm like, who's better than Wolverine? And I just start listing off like Cyclops, Havoc, Iceman. And like, we're getting in like a heated war of words. And I'm using the fact that Wolverine was so overexposed that he wasn't interesting anymore. But my friend was saying, oh, because he was in so many comics, Wolverine's the best character, you
1: know? Oh, wow. Did he really say that?
0: Yeah, that was his argument. And that we were like 13 when we did this.
2: Yeah. Raj, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, before we move on to Die Hard, there was one other uh, piece of CM Punk news. (laughs) What's that? Uh, So uh, it came out in Sports Illustrated last week that WWE does indeed have plans down the road. And this is kind of obvious, but plans for CM Punk versus Roman Reigns. So they're looking to get there, you know, hopefully. And that's one of those cases where that match, do you do? Do you want to wait too long? Because you you don't want to risk Punk getting injured or or anything like that. So it's almost like, almost think you have like Punk beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania night one, and then Roman loses to Cody night two, and then Roman's chasing, uh, you know, Punk after
1: that. You do it as Summerslam. I like it. Book it, Dana. I do, but is WWE gonna be able to get to the finish line with Roman in all his days of being world champion and? They put three years into it now, right? They, yeah, they're gonna. They better pull the trigger. with the, trigger. I, I think
0: um, it's been a mistake. This last absence has been a mistake. Like I mean,
2: it's, it's it's his contract. It's it's not. I know, a, a but it's so mistake.
0: cold right now, though.
2: It is. I mean, SmackDown. It's looking like going back to ratings. It's looking like Friday's rating is going to be ending, ending up being one of the the lowest that they've done on Fox in a while. So it, I think, and that's with Randy Orton on that show. So yeah. it, Roman definitely, when he's not there, it definitely doesn't feel as important, but he's coming back in like, a, I think a week and a half, um, a week from Friday.
0: I mean, with Randy challenging the bloodline, Matt, Yeah. do you feel, I mean, it's just it's a given that when they have that match at the rumble, Randy is losing to Roman reigns. Like, does that excite you on the heels of Randy Orton's return?
1: No, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I and, and he looks awesome. He's in great shape um we've missed you um because he's been gone for you know almost two, two year and a half yeah um so by proxy yeah your fans are supposed to and we heard it the fans missed him um but with that said we've seen him versus everybody at least i swear i, I thought we have have we never seen him versus roman yet
2: i'm sure he's has one, he one time roman at before. they did only once at SummerSlam really? years ago before roman was roman though he was still we'll old. see what
1: it does we'll see if, if randy's keeping the kind of energy he's having right now because he's completely plugged in you can't you can't miss it yeah. because he's usually not like that and yeah. um so if he's this randy it could be entertaining but
2: yeah <laughs> i i think that is the rumble match is roman versus uh randy orton but you got with R- randy now you got cody i mean the last time they faced off it was a totally different cody so uh that that match is fresh you got drew um, yeah so you, you got some people in there that you could do stuff with
1: that's that's exciting though that's true that that I hope he does get to Punk does get to work Roman and a storyline yeah. with Paul Heyman that'd be cool yeah yeah, yeah. No, it,
2: it opens up a ton of matches and there was a I don't know, speaking of which you you know Cody's promo on Raw last week uh something that caught some headlines on social media was uh you know Cody said to Punk he goes welcome back and uh, there was uh, I think it was Dave Meltzer who said uh he took that as Cody saying F you to punk and uh you know uh kind of taken up for the young bucks so hold up (laughs) let's get this i I just wanted to see if you guys got that from that promo
1: (laughs) so first of all (laughs) yeah no no we didn't get that from that so so i watched it you're talking about the post scrum right when no no cody was asked about cm punk coming in
2: no the in-ring promo on raw
1: when nakamura
2: came out after yeah yeah but cody said to punk you know welcome back
1: and yeah so that Nora prescrum or anything i've heard come out of cody's cody rhodes mouth had even a semblance of fu to, to cm punk you want to talk about somebody whose business cody is the epitome of business at all times um sure he might get emotional about certain things that that that, that are important to him but you eddie how dad look i like dave I like him a lot. I like the the fact that Dave Meltzer. I'm speaking on um, yeah. the historian that he is, and keeping a lot of uh, wrestlers that a lot of fans maybe wouldn't know today uh, if they do their research. You could see it. Um, he's done an amazing job on him, especially when r- these wrestlers have moved on and passed away. Yeah. Right? Um, for that, I'll always be grateful to him for it. Right for doing that. But with that said, now on God's green earth, did he get fu out of? cody rhodes promo on Raw. i RAW. i i can't even i'm being dead serious i there's nothing in it whatsoever i don't know why he would say that and what does it do it's now just going to circulate even more that he's being a, a mark for the for AEW, being completely on their side for everything um and it's just going to continue to spin that wheel now more and more and more because that is not just look at it it's not, it's not that's, that's not just sharing his opinion that's That's something that's, like, so far off the reservation of what we all watched in that promo. There's nothing, not a centella, not not anything of FU out of Cody's mouth or body language or secret code language that apparently Dave Meltzer speaks, and then the rest of us don't. Um, (laughs) He's got to get subs for the Observer, you know? Where there was a hidden FU somewhere in there. No, there was not. There was not a hidden FU in there.
0: If you go back and watch the blinking of his eyes, there's Morse code.
1: <laughs> and, and,
2: and yeah, the night before, like you brought up, Matt, at the press conference, you know, Cody was all uh, complimentary about Punk. So,
1: because he's gonna definitely make more money. He's yeah, about to, Cody's about to make more money.
2: Yeah, and he never got to do that match in AEW. They were both yeah. in the company together, and it never happened. So, it's probably that's ways another pay per view main event right there.
1: Yeah. That's and good. So this, this is what I mean by the tribalist tribalist stuff. Because believe it or not, is still friends with the Bucks. Still friends with a lot of those guys at AEW. Still talks to them. Mm. Um, why can't why can't people do both? Why can't people support both or not like both? Um, they, they, for some reason in today's wrestling world, like that's not allowed. Or yeah. people think it's rare. It's not. All the big guys and girls in both locker rooms are happy as heck because they're all being paid getting paid yeah. major major league money and they have no. another company now to go to if it doesn't work out
0: yeah uh so we're gonna come back to some wrestling stuff because matt i want to i want to ask you more detail about your brock Lesnar uh <laughs> travel stories that you uh <laughs> gave us a taste of last week so we're gonna come back to that but it is december and uh, which means it's Die Hard season already the original diehard diehard two are being shown on cable Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird when we were growing up? It was "It's a Wonderful Wonderful Life," and now it's John McClane saving yeah. Nakatomi Plaza. I,
1: guys, I'm sorry. Everyone's gonna hate me for this. I know. Uh, everybody in the podcast, or everyone in the uh, chat room, or watching right now, don't hate me for this, but I don't think it's Christmas movie. What? You don't think it is? I
2: don't. They, they're playing Jingle Bells and and uh... <laughs> Christmas <in> and <laughs> <House. laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Run DMC. <laughs> Yeah, you got the Run yeah. DMC Christmas song. Uh, that and Lethal Weapon are Christmas movies. In my so, Even though Die Hard did come out in July,
1: you don't year. think the Home Alone is another one everyone thinks is a Christmas movie as well. But I did, hear me out. I, I like It's a Wonderful Life. To me, that's a Christmas movie. Uh, Christmas Story. That's a Christmas movie. Um, and then like all the claymations that I used to love mm-hmm. as a little kid. You know, Rudolph, Santa, Frosty the Snowman. Um, to me, those were Christmassy Christmas movies yeah. or shows. you know what I mean? So, so like when I see like these other movies, I'd watch them year round. Like I don't get the mm. Christmas vibe when John McClane's you know falling off a fifty-story <laughs> building.
2: I mean, wait, you, Home floor. Alone. You don't think Home Alone is a Christmas movie?
1: I, I'm gonna get heat for that too. I know. Oh, I know. I, okay, I'll give you one that does remind me of Christmas. It, it's because it's in its title, Christmas Vacation, with Chevy Chase.
0: Yeah, that could show in a lot. Uh, the one I'm sick of. Is love actually being on all the time? What? I've never seen that. Matt, you're not watching the right channels. Uh, it's a British film, it follows like 10 different stories about people. Some like Hugh Grant's in it, is like the prime minister. Um, uh, mm. Martin Freeman's in it. There's like 10 different stories, and it's about like couples getting together around Christmas. It's got a famous scene where guys in love with his uh, his friend's fiance, and she opens the door and he has cue cards and he's like pretend it's christmas carolers and he's expressing his love for her. um it's, it's i'm telling you Matt, watch any female leaning channel during the month of december and love actually is on all the time Like my mom loves this movie you can't escape it it came out 20 years ago um but i feel like that christmas vacation christmas story diehard the one that i like that's not a christmas movie um is about a boy with you speaking of hugh grant which the end of it takes place at Christmas, but that I think you guys, if you guys haven't seen that, I think you would really like it because it's about a guy who's our age, uh, or he was at the time it came out and he doesn't work. He doesn't do anything. He just like dates women, but then he has a relationship, uh, a friendship with this kid where he becomes like a surrogate father. It's a very nice movie, but I think that men, especially, especially men of our generation, just get a lot out of this movie, um, about yeah. like relationships. It's very good, but it ends at Christmas.
1: I'll check both out.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. Our old good friend, just stellar Justin Lopez. Thank you for the super chat. He says any and every movie with Christmas being central to the plot and or the major season in which the the film takes place as a Christmas movie. And this includes die hard Batman returns. I don't know about that one. Gremlins and lethal weapon. Gremlins. Like I remember seeing
0: that as a kid, that Phoebe Cates monologue is still one of the darkest things I've ever seen in a movie. Uh, which talks about why she doesn't celebrate christmas um i still think about that and just get depressed
1: yes <laughs> I, I i i guess i think i'm crazy i do th- okay i feel a little bit of the gremlin part actually. Um, yeah a little bit yeah but again i don't know I it has, has to me it's got to have like santa in it <laughs> did you um, watch well, Hard? had
2: they he dressed the one bad guy up as santa before you know after he was killed right wasn't he uh <laughs> in or is Listen, that the- i know
1: i'm in the minority i know everybody on this planet thinks Die Hard is a christmas movie i know that yeah
0: i mean it's fun to watch did you watch violent night last year the one with uh david harbour from stranger things yeah that was good raj you haven't seen that no he's actually that. santa claus but santa claus like resolves a hostage situation like <laughs> it, it's really a good good
1: movie <laughs> sounds ridiculous way you just put it there. but i promise <laughs> you it's really good yeah it's
0: good. yeah it's yeah. violent it's bloody but as far as christmas movies go like that was cool yeah. um that was trying to out die hard die hard in some ways
2: i felt like die hard one is one of those i so i showed it to my daughter my oldest daughter and bruce she's not movie. a big action movie fan and she loved it She thought yeah. it was really good yeah and uh it's one of those like it's so weird that bruce willis actually was like the 15th choice for that movie. They went to everybody before uh, Bruce Willis, but um yeah, huh. it's it's a classic and it, during the holidays we I always put it on. That's my it's a wonderful life.
0: Uh I'll, I'll say this Matt doesn't know this. Roger probably don't know this. You know who originally was supposed to star in it contractually obligated to be offered the role in right? No, Frank Sinatra. Oh, what? Yeah,
2: yeah, he had the rights to the book right?
0: The the, the book Die Hard, the original book Die Hard, was called Nothing Lasts Forever, and it was a sequel to a book called The Detective. Frank Sinatra had the rights to The Detective, made a movie of it in the early 70s, and because they were making the sequel, contractually, they had to offer it to Frank Sinatra first. It was his daughter originally, not his wife.
1: I'm dead serious. I've seen The Detective. I I did not know that Die is supposed to be... Same character. I never knew that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I mean, Bruce Willis getting that was uh, amazing considering where Moonlight, and he'd done Blind Date and Moonlighting before that, you know? But uh, the reason Die Hard is so influential, and Die Hard 2, which I think is a very good movie, is Die Hard was the birth of the smart action movie. If you Mm -hmm. think about what 80s action movies were, it usually was very cookie cutter, um, you know, like Commando or something, where it's like, okay, there's the bad guy and there's the good guy. Die Hard was the birth of giving us a likable, charismatic villain, who had an interesting pl- a plan yeah. and the characters in that movie were much more layered than was in your standard 80s action fare so look at what happened mm-hmm. after that um i think Lethal Weapon 2 you know definitely us, has no, a lot Mel, of the-
1: Mel Gibson's yeah. character gave us that
0: yeah Lethal Weapon 2 is i think a big improvement on Lethal Weapon 1 story wise yeah. but then look at cliffhanger look at passenger 57 look at the template for speed even which originally could have been Die Hard Three. Uh it was written with Die Hard Three to mind. Die Hard brought in the smart action movie, which is why it's still just such an utter classic. And it's the formula, right? Smart charismatic villain, interesting plot, but not too complicated. Cause like the first Mission Impossible movie, I still can't tell you what that was about exactly. <laughs> Any of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way just like uh there's a fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. And I like when they take when they pretend to be the people and take off the mask.
2: Right. Um,
0: but no, Matt, to your point, it's not there are movies, though, that are like coming to America. We watch around Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie, but we just that's a good movie you can put on. The family will enjoy it. I love that movie. Yeah. You know, I think uh, and it's nice to have that. I mean, now what's really funny, though, I don't know if you guys have realized this, like Gen X, like we're the new baby boomers. And what I mean by that is that when we were growing up, it seemed like everything was for people that grew up in the 50s, you know, in the early 60s. And now flip around cable. And it's just nonstop like, oh, uh, you know, I guess i will say like once Bitten is on, Back to the Future still always on, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is on. And these are on different channels when I'm flipping around. and It's like they're, they're programming it for us and our generation. Like this is everything that's being shown now because, you know, people are at home and they want to watch stuff that they're comfortable with and enjoy, have nostalgia for. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But, mm-hmm. uh,
2: but, yeah, of course, the was also offered that part. Yeah. Stallone uh it was uh, a bunch of people before they finally did, you know settle up did you guys course.
0: watch the stallone netflix doc yet
2: i did That's good yeah mm. like they did an arnold one which i thought was fantastic and, and i'm a huge stallone fan he's like my favorite action hero of all time but i just felt like it was all surface stuff you yeah. know like that you could read on a wikipedia page so well
0: uh, speaking of documentaries and feeling old, as of yesterday, the music video video for Thriller is 40 years
2: old. Yes. There's a Showtime documentary. On Dude, did you watch that? Not yet. I, I, was I watched watch that last tonight.
0: night. It's about three. It's about the album Thriller. And they talk to people that that made it. And the, like, it's not about the story behind. It. It's about the story of making each song on the record. But cool. there's a scene where they show how Thriller was put together the song, and it was just like goosebumps crying. Like you watch it, it's so cool when they break down. Here's the drum pattern, here's the bass line, here's the synth line. And you could hear the demo on YouTube. Originally, Thriller was a song called Starlight, and there's a demo out there with totally different lyrics. It's just amazing to think that song could have been anything else. Yeah.
1: Wow. The first thing I ever spent my um, uh, allowance money on. Um, Thriller. slash allowance slash i got a good report card so it was an award it was a reward
2: yeah yeah I mean, yeah that was the first album i ever bought wow yeah
1: mine was well the first one i ever had was blondie i told you i used to be infatuated when i was a little kid um <laughs> can, can you do the rap from rapture at the end no <laughs>
0: Wait, like, they, it's like the easiest rap album. on earth
1: it, it is it, it is it but it was one i didn't like that song
0: yeah, um, no, that, that every time I Alexa, hear that,
1: yeah, was my main one. We're yeah, that's yeah, uh, like,
0: no, I got I hear you. Um, John Cena's bald spot, guys. Thank you, sir. Five dollars. <laughs> I, I remember pushback. this. Yeah, what's up, dude? What's up, guys? Big fan of the three You're back during the Wink days. Glad to see you back together. Thank you, John Cena's. Thank bald you.
2: Spot. What's
0: up, John Cena's bald spot? Yeah, Great seeing you guys. <laughs> Speaking of John Cena's bald spot. What do you guys think at this point does he does he get the the transplant does he get a weave he can't use the ron the ronco spray on hair because it'll streak in the ring under the lights or does he shave his head and just go full Dwayne? He i think he's owning I mean,
1: it yeah I, I, I think he can do either whatever he wants to do and i think it's obviously not bothering him yeah um he's still getting in all these movies um but he can't pull off a shaved head he did yeah. He, he, yeah. Oh yeah
2: he, he almost had, he was almost shaved, yes. you know, almost had a shaped head when he was prototype. It was yes. like just a little hair. And yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Spring the back or grow it out, maybe comb over. It's kind of funny. It's like um, kids these days must feel, remember how we all felt in the early 90s when it was like Ted Danson has a bald spot on the back of his head? Right. And they, they, <laughs> they made fun of them cheers that time. And it was just like, because he came out, he wore like a little, yeah, like, like a, uh, a
2: back to pay thing. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Crazy, the you know people are getting older uh, when that starts to happen. Uh Dylan Matthews, you want a hot Christmas <laughs> take of actually
2: stinks. Oh, <laughs> well, thanks, thanks, Dylan. I'm not going to watch it now.
0: Yeah, what, it's what up,
2: Dylan? Yeah,
0: it's fine. It is what it is.
2: So last week, uh, yeah. Anything else on Die Hard? I, I think it's the one of the best action movies.
0: First three are phenomenal.
2: Yeah, great movie. I love all of them.
1: Well, did you see four or five? Four is okay. Five is oh, just my which apologies. is one with his son. No, I've I've only seen one, through three. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah,
2: those are great. If they stopped there, it would have been fantastic. Four, four wasn't three. bad, but five was just I couldn't I couldn't sit through
1: it. It was so bad. Where did they go in four? Where was it?
0: Uh it takes place all over America. Timothy Oliphant is like a terrorist who shut down a communications grid. So John McClane has to travel around with Justin Long, who's like his daughter's. But no, he's a hacker who's interested in his daughter. I, no, right. that was uh, four. four. Yeah, that was four. That's what I'm saying. And then okay, five, yeah.
1: they and five, they go to Russia.
2: And it's his son, and they're at odds. Him. And I did son. see
1: four. I didn't see five. Yeah,
2: okay. five was was really. fun.
1: Justin Long, Fairfield High School graduate. What's up?
2: Oh, nice,
1: my old high school. Yeah. Justin
2: Long is great.
0: Wait, wait, you wait. He's he's like our age, isn't he? Or is he a year ahead? He's a year or two younger than me. Oh, younger. Interesting. I Just saw him in Goosebumps on Disney Plus. He just looks like he's having so much fun doing everything now. Like he's just—you can tell—he's having a great time. Yeah, he's
1: good. He's good.
2: It's, it's funny. There's all these actors that I think have just disappeared and are, aren't doing anything. And then, like, like I was just about to say that about Justin Long, and then you said he's on Goosebumps, so that's good yeah,
0: like big role in Goosebumps, uh, which was not for kids. It's on Disney Plus, but that's not a kid show. Yeah,
2: it's like the Frighteners. Where yeah, when I first saw i didn't want to see it because I thought it was going to be like a kiddie movie, but it wasn't.
0: Yeah. scary thing though about goosebumps i they're doing this a lot now it's like oh flashback to the 90s like all the parents are our age in all the flashback you know they're like same age as us so in the flashbacks in the 90s are in high school it's like i'm just like oh this is feeling weird man yeah you know <laughs> um okay so we want to talk uh let's talk some road story stuff let me uh change the setup here get this going no not that not that there we go turn this off okay cool so matt Last week you gave us uh, a taste of this. Let's talk about your your ride-alongs with Brock Lesnar. First off, how does it how does it get sort of decided the buddy system backstage of who what wrestlers ride with each other from town to town?
1: Good question. Um earlier I was saying how when I first got for me when I first got called up um to Smackdown um I was putting together a match it was, it was like I don't know, squash match between me and Shannon Moore, if I remember correctly, and Brock pulled me aside and 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 like you have to eat him up. This has got to be one way. I know you're trained this way, but this is an enhancement match for you, for you, you, for you to get over. So it's believable that you're a part of this Survivor Series team, and I'm picking you and things like that. Um, okay, cool. And he's like, listen, I'm. Uh, I know you came up from OBW, Danny Davis says a lot of good things about you. He goes, Danny's my guy. So anything you need, just come let me know. So from there, <clears throat> he would at like every random, every uh, random show. He'd say, hey, do you have a ride? And even if I did, I'd say, no, I don't. So I can ride with him. <clears throat> and um, so that's how it would work most of the time. Sometimes it's guys that like to work out together, like to ride together because they're guaranteed to get to the gym. Because um, sometimes you're stuck in a car with like three out of four of you. And there's like, like sorry, three out of, four of you that don't want to go lift you're kind of like the only one going by yourself and it's a lot harder to do because you're not the one driving the car. So anyways, it's pretty, pretty much dedicated. Uh, I would say riding on uh, cars on the, on the road together in a car together is pretty much devised through who wants to do what, who's interested in this, who likes going to the mall all day and walking around, you know, like that. There's groups that wrestlers that like that. Um, but there's a good chunk of us. that like going to the gym first thing when we land and then you know getting tanning and then going to eat so um let me transition if i can into that um yeah as you as you can imagine glad like riding riding with brock with his short fuse and, and and again back in this time i had a short fuse myself i'm not gonna pretend i didn't but nothing like this dude's views and <clears throat> i always got along with him always thought great things but I'll never forget this. So we're on a highway and we're driving and he's just finding things to get angry about, like finding them, like inventing them. Like he got, like he's, I'm falling asleep, which you're not supposed to do at the Cardinals thing when you're riding along with somebody. All right. But it was him, Sable. And I told you, me and Nathan Jones sitting in the back and we were it was right before we had to do this overseas flight if i'm the the flight that nathan i'm sorry the uh tour that nathan ends up quitting on when we land in australia and stays there and doesn't come back to the company that tour but beforehand we were uh we drove to the plane with brock and and sable so we're on the highway and uh i'm dozing off because we had just had smackdown that night and the television taping for smackdown and i just hear him blame it just the horn blaring you know i kind of snap out of it he can't see because i'm in the back seat. He can't tell i'm sleeping um which again no no and i'm just a little just you know shook at first and then i just hear him just blaring on his horn it wakes me up out of nothing and he's like swerving with the with the car and i'm like what the what what is going on he's like this mother flick me off and cut me off And and, and, like looking around and like, "Hmm." so I kept. Now I'm not going back to sleep at this point, obviously. And this is my first time riding with him. Keep this in mind, please. Okay. And so, I don't know. Like 45 minutes later, again, he's blaring the horn at somebody. But he's the one that's. He's not. Nobody's cutting him off. Is my point. Nobody. I didn't see anybody (laughs) cutting. He's just yelling at people as he's cutting them off. <laughs> and, and in my head, I'm like, I, I, I'm trying to, and I'm laughing, like, but at the same time, he's nice enough to give us a ride. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. And, but Nathan's just sitting there, just stoic the whole time, just staring straight the entire time. So, like, I can't, like, elbow him and be like, dude, this is freaking hilarious. He's going off on people for no reason. And he's the one who's cutting them <laughs> off. Nobody's cutting this guy off. Why does he keep saying that? Huh. And then um oldie but good oldie but a goodie uh story is when we would always like I was telling you earlier, we'd go to the gym together. We'd always go yeah. work out and then we'd always have to go to a place that we can eat clean at and usually Denny's was a good spot for that. There's a Denny's mm-hmm. in every town, it's pretty inexpensive. You can always get a grilled chicken breast there, egg whites, and you're good to go. All right. So we we get there and Brock um if you've got Brock's order wrong, like Game over. It's not gonna be a good day for the waiter or waitress. And so he comes over and he gets his egg, he gets his egg white syrup to him. And then like, like, I'm not joking, guys. Like, mm. like, <laughs> like like no no joke, like the whole table shakes, and yeah, I'm not exaggerating. And then the guy and the guy's like you can hear Brock, you know, like making his noises, not even making not, not even audible words, but his grunts, his noises. Yeah. Like being pissed off, right? <laughs> and the guy comes back he's like, I'm sorry, sir, did I, did I get something wrong? He's like, How hard is it to make uh, six freaking egg whites? That's all I asked for. Six egg whites. Is it brain surgery to get it done? I, I don't understand wh- wh- where we went off track here and got really, really mouthy yeah. with the guy. And the guy's just completely pissing his pants. Like, like oh, sure. I- he knows who this is. He kn- Brock's the champ at the time. So he knows who he is. And again, And he comes back and uh, he's like, I'm so sorry. I thought you wanted like three, three up along with three egg whites. But I'm the one who had the three sunny side up eggs along with my egg whites. So he kind of gave my order to him. So. Anyways, Brock got pissed over that, but he's like, the, the fact that he does this, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Wait,
0: Brock do that thing, like couples do, where he's like, you need to order what I order because if you order it different, if you're getting eggs and I'm getting eggs, we have to get the same eggs or they're going to screw up my order.
1: I mean, in <laughs> retrospect, if you could have... So, that would have made things easier. <laughs> <laughs> it Whatever. It totally would have. And, and again, I always have to, you know, Call myself out too because I was one as well that the other guys used to make fun of me if I yeah. if I didn't ride with him, and I would ride with um. God, Brock was very private, right? So like to ride with him, I thought was a pretty big deal. Yeah, especially now all these years later when I really see that he didn't really ride with anybody except when he first got called up to the main roster to do dark matches and house shows. But to let me and Nathan ride with him for a little bit when we first started, you know, a few times, yeah. is very very cool. But I rode with other guys, too, and they would see my stuff. Millions of them could tell you stories about my short views with, uh, you know, restaurants and things like that, because um, I'm yeah. telling, I'm, I'm not making excuses, but I'm telling you when your entire world is based, especially back then, an aesthetic business mm-hmm. and, and you, know, you, have, you have your one. If you're me, you're, you're living up your six year old little boy childhood dream and I don't want to mess it up. And so my look Is why i'm there i'm not there because i'm some technical wizard i'm there because i'm seven foot tall 340 pounds jackness that's why i have a job right so i don't want to screw that up so when orders get screwed up in food and things like that and and then if you're riding with me and you're costing me being able to eat every three hours at that time yes i'll be itchy and grumpy (laughs) just the worst to be in a car with because i will be furious (laughs)
0: <laughs> All along the I-40, servers big, big. still tell the story of Matt Morgan and his steamed hash browns.
1: Yes, <laughs> other wrestlers could definitely do this. Paul London can do a good imitation. Okay. <laughs> a, uh, my my uh, uh, a steamed hash browns. Why over.
0: not just a potato, Matt? Why do you want them to make it like hash browns and steam them, whereas steaming a potato or baking a potato, mm-hmm. just as healthy, no oil?
1: Good point. It's not a bad point. It's not a bad point. We're talking about 20, what? 25-year-old Matt Morgan. But no,
0: I get it. You like the breakfast experience.
1: Snorting pain, Norcos and painkillers 20 minutes beforehand. Not that I'm blaming it on my
0: drug. <laughs> no, I, I get it, man. I get it. But yes, yeah, so a so steamed hash brown. So the benefit is it's it's healthy because it's not cooked in oil.
1: Yes, and I'm, you still get that vibe that you're cheating when you're really not cheating. I feel you. Mm-hmm. I could see that
0: i uh and who else does anyone else have a funny order that came to mind uh we always hear about a uh, ryback and a panera bread trying to get like eight chicken breasts
1: he missed out because panera bread undercover does have some great clean eats there tons to choose from actually yeah i was surprised um but no but, but i can i can understand the uh um because you know if you're there because you're looked that you don't want to screw that up, and yeah. You really and you get it in your head. It's like reverse anorexia is a very serious thing. So I don't want to compare. Yeah, it no, to no it, I get it. Obviously, mm-hmm. but it's like somehow reverse of that where you're, you're you're really in your head about your 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 physique. No, your...
0: it's a form of an eating disorder. I mean, it people... definitely is. People it get it uh, when they diet, when they count calories. I mean, I've funny looking at me, you wouldn't think this, but I have a thing. If I start counting calories, I try and game it. And I'm like, can I get down below 1,000 calories in a day? Can I get down to 800? Like yeah. psychologically, it happens. Uh, JR Smith, Matt. Morgan angrily saying, Let me back there, I'll steam the damn hash browns myself.
1: That's pretty much it. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. <laughs> uh, Smith. Is that really Darius Smith, or is that yeah. one of the wrestlers? I wonder.
0: Yeah, if, I, if I'm writing the story, Brock Lesnar puts on the cowboy hat and goes back there and starts like doing doing short order cookwork for everybody, you know, <laughs> and saying, like, pal, you look like you could use an egg white omelet. What, what do you want? Ham. Oh no, sir. Grits, no butter for you.
1: But <laughs> Masters, Rene Dupree, all of us, like, um, when we are in Louisville, the same thing, like, we we were eating clean at all times, and you could tell when would we not get our meals, like, we'd be very grumpy. Yeah. Just, just grumpy and miserable. <laughs> like, I can't believe I'm comparing it to it, but it was similar, now that I look back, what withdrawal felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not as extreme as withdrawal, but that, that grumpiness and irritation, Irritation that you have, um you don't want to communicate with people. You don't want to be social. You don't want any of that. You you need your damn food. And like four hours have gone by. Five hours have gone by.
2: When you're eating that clean, you head. put like when you're eating that clean, can you put like Tabasco sauce on it, or does the sodium yes. throw it off? Okay.
1: Tabasco, you can do Tabasco,
2: natural okay. diuretic. You, Just not do... not like ketchup. No,
0: ketchup has sugar. Yeah. No, you gotta. And now, I mean, I'm thinking Mustard. about it then. Mustard's usually okay. Um, you can get away
1: with it, with like I'd mix it with tuna every one. Son of blah, but I just yeah. eat the tuna straight out of the can. Honestly, with water.
0: No, back then, I mean, Matt. Because again, you wouldn't know. looking at me, but it's funny. We've talked before and bonded because I was doing like body for life, and we both like hydroxycut, creatine, like <laughs> all the supplements. Then special yep. diet food back then was had nothing on where it is now. Oh, it's amazing. Where man. it's like keto everything, you know?
1: Yes, yeah, they got great stuff today, man
0: yeah did you do they did they have the meal prep and delivery as much then because now you see everybody eating out of those black tubs
1: you know i wish oh god i wish but no yeah
0: wow yeah it must i mean and so it's really a testament i mean that you look that but you still look amazing but that you were able to pull off that physique back 20 right. years ago when you were relying from i mean there was no chipotle back then like you could do subway i guess
1: yes but even that's super sodium chicken um but you'd make do wendy's same thing grilled chicken breast i would order three grilled grilled chicken sandwiches get rid of the buns and just yeah. make the sandwiches and knowing i'd have to do a little bit of extra cardio for that because of the sodium in that mm-hmm. processed chicken wow so
0: crazy uh well thank you for sharing that with us matt i always love hearing these stories
1: yeah yeah i'll definitely guys i'll give you guys more there's so many more funny ones okay. yeah,
2: yeah yeah i'll try to yeah. i'll try to think of some good questions for next week
1: yeah because yeah. like, it will jog my memory too you guys yeah. do a really good job of jogging my memory
0: It's just crazy to yeah. think about man i mean what what a different i mean the technology wise, right i mean matt when yeah. you were uh driving back then there that was you still had maps back then
1: to get right to, we, to garmin the way, was right. just being introduced the garmin yeah.
0: yeah i mean i remember getting like the first garmin unit when it came out and it was like i have to look at this to computer i have to download an update like yeah
2: <laughs> I remember when I got my I, I got an Acura in like 2000 and it and it had a GPS in it and just just it just blew everyone's mind when they'd see it. They're like, what? It, it knows where you're going. It knows where you're at. Some Jetson
1: <laughs> stuff, man. At that yeah. time, I was, was Jetson stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I had I did a cross country drive once. I had a laptop that there was a USB connection for a GPS receiver. And so I had a laptop sitting there riding shotgun with me, plugged into the cigarette lighter. Plugged in the stereo, and that's how I got directions for everything on a computer. And then what I would do is back when DVD commentaries were a thing, this was before podcast people, I would put on DVD, I put a DVD on the laptop, select the commentary, then close the screen so I could listen to that like a podcast while I drove. I mean, right. it was a very different time.
2: I used to have these uh, these speakers and so I'd have a Walkman and then connect, you know, connect the speakers to it in my car. So yes. that was like my, uh, I remember that, that was my Bluetooth. Oh, wait, <laughs> let's
0: go back even further, guys. Remember when the big deal was the, the CD player with the skip protection? So that way, you know, yeah. when you were driving.
1: <laughs> I had that.
0: Yeah, you, you don't you don't hit the bump and then like the song or, or the worst was you had the friend that had the six disc changer in their trunk. So it was the same six CDs <laughs> all right. the time that they listened yeah. to.
2: Yeah wow
0: these kids these days they don't understand yeah. how good they got it
2: you know yeah computers don't have dvd roms anymore oh my god it's, it's a different so world it is <laughs>
0: well i think that wraps it up for this week next week what will we talk about who knows subscribe stay tuned follow us uh on twitter mm-hmm. matt's at bp matt morgan rogers at the raj gary i'm at uh, glenn rubenstein and uh thanks everybody and please
2: again give us give us a like if you like this video subscribe subscribe. yeah uh and
0: and we'll chop this up into clips so just so people know like uh we know some of you prefer to watch the whole show some people just want to watch clips so we're gonna find a way to organize this a bit more going forward we'll still have the full show live we had like 150 people in here at our peak today
1: which is amazing 170.
0: 170 wow yeah even better
1: thank you guys thank you
0: Y'all are so awesome. So everybody have a great week. Uh, We will catch you back here next time on Gigantic Pop. Take care. Subscribe.